Chapter Eleven of Little Prudy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Little Prudy by Rebecca Sophie Clark. Chapter Eleven. Prudy's White Tea. Blessings on the blessed children," said Aunt Madge one morning soon after this. So we little folks are going out to spend the day, are we? Yes'm," replied Grace. "All but Horace." "Yes," said Prudy, dancing in high glee. "Grandma wants me to go, and I'm going. I mean to do every single thing Grandma wants me to do." "I wish you could go with us, Aunt Madge," said Grace, almost pouting. "We don't have half so good times with Aunt Louise." "No, we don't," cried Prudy. "She wants us to take care all the time. She don't love little girls when she has the nervous." Almost while they were talking, their Aunt Louise came into the room looking prettier than ever in her new pink dress. She was a very young lady, hardly fifteen years old. "'Come, Prudy,' said she, smiling. "'Please run upstairs and get my parasol. There's a darling.' But Prudy was picking a pebble out of her shoe and did not start at once. "'Ah!' said Aunt Louise, drawing on her gloves. "'I see Prudy isn't going to mind me.' "'Well, don't you see me getting up out of my chair?' said Prudy. "'There now.' don't you see me got clear to the door oh dear said poor aunt louise to her sister what shall i do all this long day with three noisy children i'm afraid some of them will get drowned or run over or break their necks you see if something awful doesn't happen before we get back oh i hope not replied sister madge laughing i think there is nothing so very wicked about our little nieces here is your parasol auntie said prudy coming back i know who i love best of anybody in this house and it ain't the one that's got her bonnet on it's a r n t aren't m i g madge well you ought to love your aunt midge all of you said aunt louise laughing for i do believe she thinks you children are as lovely as little white rosebuds come are you all ready then run along and i'll follow after oh i'm so glad i'm alive cried little prudy hopping on one foot i do hope i shall never die i just mean to be careful and not get a speck of dirt on my clean apron whispered susie to grace aunt madge ironed it this morning they had such a pleasant walk through the streets of the beautiful village in the sunshine calm and sweet grace thought the trees met overhead just as if they were clasping hands and playing a game of king's cruise for everybody to march soon when they had almost reached aunt martha's house aunt louise stopped them saying now tell me if you are going to be good children so i shan't be ashamed of you why yes auntie said grace looking quite grieved and surprised oh auntie said susie did you think we were going to be naughty no you'll mean to be good i dare say answered aunt louise speaking more kindly if you don't forget it and you'll be a nice dear little girl won't you prudy i don't know said prudy coolly don't know why do you think i should have taken you visiting if i hadn't supposed you'd try to be good well i didn't say i wouldn't said prudy with some dignity i said i don't know and when i say that i mean yes well i'm sure i hope you'll do the very best you can sighed aunt louise and not make anybody crazy by this time they had gone up the nice gravel walk and aunt martha had come to the door opening her arms as if she wanted to embrace them all at once 
dear little souls said she come right into the house and let me take off your things i've been looking for these two hours this is my little nephew lonnie adams shake hands with the little girls my dear lonnie was a fair-haired sickly little boy seven years old the children very soon felt at ease with him it was so pleasant in aunt martha's shaded parlor and the children took such delight in looking at the books and pictures that they were all sorry when aunt louise got nervous and thought it was time they went off somewhere to play very well said dear aunt martha they may go all over the house and grounds if they like with lonnie so all over the house and grounds they went in a very few minutes and at last came to a standstill in bridget's chamber over the kitchen tired enough to sit down a while all but prudy who didn't have any kind of tiredness about her look here prudy parlin said grace you mustn't open that drawer who owns it said prudy putting in both hands why bridget does of course no she doesn't said prudy god owns this drawer and he's willing i should look into it as long as i'm a mind to well i'll tell aunt louise you see if i don't that's the way little patty girls act that steal things i ain't a stealer cried prudy now gracie clifford i saw you once and you was a nipping cream out of the cream pot you're a patty oh here's a inkstand put it right back said susie and come away let me take it cried lonnie seizing it out of prudy's hand i'm going to put it up at auction i'm mr nelson riding horseback said he jumping up on a stand i'm ringing a bell oh yes oh yes oh yes auction at two o'clock who'll buy my fine fresh ink please give it to me cried grace it isn't yours fresh ink red as a lobster this minute cried grace as green as a pea who'll bid going going now do give it to me lonnie said susie climbing into a chair and reaching after it you ain't fair a bit do you say bit a bit that's a ninepence ma'am it's yours going gone for a ninepence knocked off to miss parlin somehow in knocking it off out came the stopper and over went the ink on susie's fair white apron lonnie was dreadfully frightened don't doubt what i did cried he you know i didn't mean any harm won't you promise not to tell yes i will said susie but she ought not to have promised any such thing oh dear oh dear what is to be done little black streams were trickling down the apron on to the dress grace pulled susie to the washing stand and pretty thought she meant to lift her into it and tried to help i guess this honey soap will take it out said susie but with all their washing and rinsing they could not make black white any more than the poor negro who scoured his face stop a minute cried grace soap makes it worse ma puts on milk oh dear i wish we had some said susie how can we get it i'll tell you what we'll do said grace we'll send prudy downstairs to bridget to ask for some milk to drink i like milk and water the best said prudy with sugar in it well get that said grace it's just as good and come right back with it and don't tell about the ink aunt martha and bridget were taking up the dinner when prudy went down into the kitchen calling out oh bridget may i have some white tea white tay said bridget and what may that be now oh some white tea in a cup you know with sugar they let me have it every little once in a while milk and water i suppose said aunt martha can't you wait till dinner my dear but the girls can't wait replied prudy they want it now oh it's for the girls is it yes but when they've washed the apron i can drink the rest with white sugar in it 
the apron said aunt martha what apron oh nothing but susie's i told grandma i'd be good and i did be good and it wasn't me spilled the ink ink spilled cried aunt martha and she stopped beating the turnip oh i ain't going to tell cried pretty beginning to tremble i didn't did i they won't allow me to tell aunt louise passing through the kitchen caught some of the last words and rushed up the stairs two steps at a time oh susie parlin you naughty naughty child what have you been into who spilled that ink it got tipped over answered susie in a fright but not forgetting her promise of course it got tipped over but not without hands you careless girl do you get your shaker and march home as quick as ever you can i must go with you i suppose lonnie ought to have come forward now like a gentleman and told the whole story but he had run away oh auntie said grace she wasn't to blame it don't say a word said aunt louise briskly if she was my little girl i'd have her sent to bed that dress and apron ought to be soaking this very minute bridget listened at the foot of the stairs in a very angry mood muttering it's not much like the child's mother she is a mother can pass it by when the childers does such capers and wait till they get more sense poor little susie had to go home in the noonday sun hanging down her head like a guilty child and crying all the way some of the tears were for her soiled clothes some for annie's sharp words and some for the nice dinner she had left oh aunt madge sobbed she when they had got home i kept as far behind aunt louise as i could so nobody would think i was her little girl she was ashamed of me i looked so there there try not to cry said aunt madge as she took off susie's soiled clothes but i can't stop crying i feel so bad if there's anybody gets into a fuss it's always me i'm all the time making some kind of trouble sometimes i wish there wasn't any such girl as me tears came into aunt madge's kind gray eyes and she made up her mind that the poor child should be comforted so she quietly put away the silk dress she was so anxious to finish and after dinner took the fresh tidy happy little susie across the fields to aunt martha's again where the unlucky day was finished very happily after all the truth is louise said aunt madge that night after their return lonnie spilled that ink and susie was not at all to blame you scolded her without mercy for being careless and she bore it all because she would not break her promise to that cowardly boy oh how unjust i have been said aunt louise who did not mean to be unkind in spite of her hasty way of speaking you have been unjust said aunt madge only think what a trifling thing it is for a little child to soil her dress and what a great thing to have her keep her word susie has a tender heart and it grieves her to be unjustly scolded but she would bear it all rather than tell a falsehood for my part i am proud of such a noble truthful little niece End of chapter eleven recording by ginger cucolo